Welcome to the first offbeat tracks of the new year and the new decade. Yes. Hi, Danielle. Welcome to 2020. Yeah. Hey, what's up? It's the same as 2019, isn't it? Well, that's not entirely true. I get to write. New war. I get to write twos now. (laughs) Everything does look weird, like date-wise, because like in my job, I put a lot of dates as like the year first. Yep. Me too. So like 20, my first day back to work was 2020, 01, 02, and I was like, oh, I don't like this. Yep. So it was it was very weird to write two zero two zero zero one zero one when I went back. Yeah. Yeah. And but here we are. February second is going to be weird. I've already. Oh, dude. Yeah. Two oh two oh oh two oh two. Oh, man. Oh, now I'm looking forward to that. Everything is going to look wrong to me. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So uh, that's the thing I didn't. Uh, so we are kicking it back 30 years. It's so weird to say that we're kicking it back 30 years to 1990 today. That still just gives me a little like yeah, ooky to say that. We're going to talk today about an album that came out in 1990, put out by the one and only Miss Trisha Lee Fisher. <laughs> one and only. The one of the, is there another Trisha Lee Fisher? I don't think so. That's okay. why she put a then, Lee in the middle of her name. <laughs> that's right. Because I feel like Trisha Fisher is everyone's mom's name. And also, that's not great to say, honestly, now that you put it that Trisha way. Trisha Fisher. Trisha Fisher. That's just a lot of like... Trisha Fisher. It's like pizza, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> also throwing it back to so, 1990. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I actually, I, I totally support her throwing the Lee in there now. Now that you've yeah. said that. It, uh-huh. it, oh, man. The FBI brain just never stops, does it? No, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Trisha Lee Fisher was born on uh, the 26th of December, 1968. Feel for you, honey, having a birthday right after Christmas. That's got to (laughs) suck. Um, she's the daughter of Eddie Fisher and Connie Stevens, the second daughter of uh, Eddie Fisher and Connie Stevens, which of course makes her the sister of actress Jolie Fisher mm-hmm. and the half sister of Todd Fisher and of course Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. Um, and the full sister of Jolie Fisher. Yeah, I said that. Oh, shit. You, like, you literally weren't even Sorry. paying attention to the first half was, of my no, sentence I was, just then. I was trying to figure out. That's always, okay. They get married I, so much. I always I tuned myself my out. I understand. I tuned myself out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Trisha caught the acting bug, which should be no surprise to anyone, around 17 and uh, starred in a movie called um, Slick with Bert, with uh, Burt Reynolds and Candace Bergen and Charles Durning. I've never seen this. No, no uh, one has. Yep, okay. Ni- neither of those people in there you just mentioned. Burt Reynolds has not seen it. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I, I just remembered I wanted to um, pull up this clip here because uh, she the first I, I, I guess this was like maybe the first quote unquote. I don't know if it was a starring role, but I think she was like one of the leads in it. Uh, a movie called Pretty Smart. Yes, which looked very interesting. I kind of want to watch it. Yeah, so we're going to um, play the audio from the trailer now because, uh, yeah, she actually did the theme song that you're going to hear yeah. in the trailer. And, yeah, it's just kind of goofy. So I'm just going to I'm just gonna let this play. Here's the trailer for Pretty Smart starring Trisha Lee Fisher. Uh, These are the daughters every father waits his life for. These are the innocents every mother holds her dreams for. These are the gentle flowers, ready to bloom and touch the world. School girls from hell! Pretty smart. This is Ziggs. That's Zero. They couldn't take it at home, so they're taking it abroad. Cool is the rule. To sun-drenched, tradition-rich Ogilvy Academy. Home to a friendly faculty. I never want to see that outfit again. And friendlier students. New balls, please. Because at Ogilvy, you're either high class or lower life. I'm sorry. Where old world meets new wave. How stupid do you think we are? Well, pretty smart. You don't think it, you live it. 
really want to be like that? Yeah! Pretty smart. Pretty smart. Introducing Trisha Lee Fisher and Patricia Arquette. Yeah, so there's a little Easter egg at the end I was saving. Mm-hmm. Introducing Patricia Arquette. I know. Isn't that adorable? It is. Patricia and Patricia, really. That's right. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe Patricia that's Trish. why she decided professionally to go by Trisha. <laughs> maybe seriously, maybe because this was her first movie and they were just like on day one, well, we can't one of us has to change. There has to, there can only be one <laughs> here in the room. Yeah. Oh god. And I it's wonder adorable. if I wonder if in Trisha's brain she was just like, I'm gonna be the more famous one, so I get the cuter name. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> And maybe Patricia Arquette just like knew, and she was like, "Yeah, honey, you can. That's fine." And they were just like, Patricia Arquette's like, um, "I'm from a famous acting family," and like Trisha Lee's just like, "Uh, hi." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we're just inventing all of this drama yeah, on set. But I I'm think, sure. Did I think not so. Happen. Um, best I can tell, that soundtrack was never like actually released. And yeah, it it was, was. I could not find any evidence of it ever having been pressed. I was looking for that as I well. I wanted that song. That's an awesome song. I love. It's got this very like. Um, almost Tracy Ullman quality to it. Mm-hmm. Just that very, or even like a Julie Brown almost. Not quite as campy as Julie Brown, but it's that same kind of goofy attitude-y. I was all over it. Yeah, I Love really it. like, yeah, I was trying to look for the same thing too. And I was like, all <laughs> I could see was people just mentioning that it ex- that it happened. That it existed, right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, 1985. Um, and she did a few movies over the next uh, five years. In the late 80s, she was pretty prolific. She was in a, a movie with her mom called Bring Me the Head of Dobie Gillis, which yes, is a great I title. Saw that, and I was like, I meant to look more into that I forgot, but also her mom, may I point out, the great Connie Stevens, uh, Miss yeah. Mason in Grease 2. That's right. And she's the best. Anyway, That's right. And which so. Grease, when did Grease 2 come out? That 1982. Was, I was going to say that was early 80s, Introducing wasn't it? Introducing right? Michelle Pfeiffer. So yeah, you have to remember, like, mom was still, like, very hot, active actress at this time. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, the hot teacher in that movie. <laughs> right. That, like, just always showed her boobs and had, like, the big hair. <laughs> exactly. So, like, everyone's always like, oh, Yvette Stevens. You're right. You know, because it's <laughs> uh, Grease. Trisha was also in Chud 2, Bud the Chud, which is amazing. <laughs> There's some great B-movie stuff yeah. happening in both of these. I've never uh, seen Chud 2, but like... I didn't learning... know there was a Chud 1. You've never seen Chud? No. Oh, it's it's good. That's I think that's necessary 80s pop culture viewing. Okay. For All sure. Right. It's about ooky things that live in the sewer. We'll just oh. leave it at that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Trisha, though, got the, the, the desire to make an album in 1990. Why and not? Somehow got a record deal. I say somehow, like, you know, she didn't have the connections. <laughs> yeah, she, I think she knew a person or two. Right. So Trisha's uh, one and only pop album, we'll say, I guess, because she's done other stuff since then that's, like, not pop at all. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. But her one pop album came out in 1990, and it was self-titled. Um, and, yeah, we're going to talk about it now. Yes. Um, her lead single was called Empty Beach. Um... This song, I have a very bizarre relationship with Empty Beach. Because th- this is the How? kind of... I what? Who has any relationship with Empty Beach? Anyway, continue. Have we met? I guess. Anyway, let's hear about your oh, bizarre by, relationship. By, actually, by the way, though, I'm glad you you made that joke and making fun of me. Because uh, you reminded me, I want to give special thanks to my friend Grant. Because Grant is the only reason uh, that I know about Trisha Lee Fisher. <laughs> I've mentioned Grant a handful of times on this show. Because uh, we've covered artists specifically. Because he has alerted me to their existence. Um, Grant runs a great blog called The Isle of Failed Pop Stars. Mm. Look him up. He's great. Um, and he has introduced me to... I didn't know that to... was his site because yeah. I've looked at his site before. Yeah. I didn't know that was his site. That's that's my buddy Grant. And he's, yeah, his his website is awesome. And he has introduced me to a lot of wonderful pop music over the years, including Trisha Lee Fisher. So Empty Beach. Empty Beach is the kind of song that when I hear it the first time, I'm like, man, this is annoying. <laughs> and then And then I'm like, okay... And then, like, an hour later, I'm driving along going, you and me walking on it. God damn it. Yep. Yeah. 
I so see that with this song. That's that's the kind actually, of song honestly, this is. Most of these songs, I kind of feel that way about. Where I just hear them, and I'm like, I mean, it's fine. I don't know why, but okay. And then I forget about it. But then I'm like, boop, empty beach. Right. <laughs> empty beach is kind. Of, you know how like if you you have a dream that to you was like really really intricate. And then you wake up and you're just like in this like post dream haze and you mm-hmm. want to you like have to tell somebody about the dream you just had. And then you go you're, you like call your best friend and you're like, man, I just had this dream, blah, blah, blah. And you start routing off and like halfway through the first sentence, you're like, uh, none of this makes any sense, does it? Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you took that and stretched it out to a three and a half minute song. Yes, it's, I will take that. It's like somebody rambling about the dream that they had, but it doesn't make any sense. Yes. And, and or it's, it's not interesting. And, but the but the music behind it is okay. Yeah, but the music's great. The music's great. Little, you know, it's exactly. Nice Popped it a some unnecessary guitar, which I love. Wouldn't be 1990 if that exactly. wasn't around. Exactly. Uh, and Trisha does it well on this album. I will say. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yep. So then we move on to uh, Let's Make the Time, which was definitely more aimed at like the dance club market. She does house. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's like a freestyle house song. Yeah. I was like going through the discogs where I had uh, listened to all of these and, you know, they were all like synth pop or high energy or pop. like all. And then I looked at this title and it was like house. I was like, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember saying that. I was like. We are loosely using that term today, aren't we? And then I listen to it, I'm like, well, shit, that's a little ahead of its time, but okay. Yeah, it, right. it, it kind of is. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I didn't expect it. It's, 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 uh, I don't think that this, this sound was quite as popular in 1990 as no. it would be once like 1992 rolled around. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, I like it a lot. Why should I be all So this was uh, the first Trisha Lee Fisher song I ever heard, and it's still my favorite. It's called My Heart Holds On. This is just such great straight up pop music. Yeah, I think this this to me is a lot like MT Beach, but like better as a pop yes, song. Yes, I agree. Totally. And more unnecessary guitar. Like it's... See, I would actually argue that this guitar is 100% necessary. I mean, it... It kind of... I mean, <laughs> I like, what's well, the first like, thing you hear in the song, right? Burr. Right. Yeah. So he like it, the I guitar kind of carries the song. I don't know, but I think it would be fine without it. Is why? My thing. Why though would you pick "Empty Beach" as the first single and not this one? I have no idea. Because I like I to me this is objectively a better song. Yeah, to me, and, I, I agree. And I thought the same thing. Kind of more in line with what was happening in pop radio at the time. Yes, I'd, I would have picked this. I will say "Empty Beach." I think gets stuck in your head a little bit easier, maybe, and so maybe that's why they went for it. But I don't know. I. I really like My Heart Holds On. I think My Heart Holds On is I think a better it, pop song. I think it is the Trisha Lee Fisher song if you're only going to hear one. I but joke's on you because if you're listening to this episode, you're hearing my game. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
I also wanted to talk about the um, the B side to uh, to um, My Heart Holds On. It's called Good as Gold. Um, I can't hear a song called Good as Gold. Like, okay, you know, I watch my stupid Bravo, Bravo shows. Yes. One of which is Vanderpump Rules. And some of these people, they like to make, they decide they're singers, but they're not singers. And then they get, they make these songs on the show. Anyway, Sheena Marie, who's the worst ever, <laughs> um, decided she wanted to be a singer like season two. And she made a song called Good as Gold. And nice. It, and I'll tell you what, it's kind of catchy. It gets in your head. It gives it good as gold. It's good. But anyway, I can't hear any song but this whenever I listen to a song called Good as Gold. Um, it's it's no Sheena Marie, Trisha. No she- okay. Trisha Lee is no Sheena Marie. <laughs> First of all, I want to say, I feel like we mentioned Vanderpump Rules on this show an inordinate amount. I'll tell you what. Uh, I still, I, I, be... and, and to be honest, for the number of times it's come up, I still don't exactly know what it is. Well, season So eight, that's remarkable. This, this show's coming out on what, Monday the 6th, right? Mm, uh, sure yes season eight premiere tuesday the 7th so <laughs> get stoked i haven't had a good program on in a few months and i'm a ready good program <laughs> anyway, uh, i want to i want to so just trisha's good as gold yeah trisha's good as gold i want to before we talk about the rest of the song <laughs> i want to point out this intro i'm just going to play the first few notes of the yeah. song here okay this is this is, I have just booted a racing game on my Sega Saturn and I'm picking my driver. <laughs> that, that is what that is. <laughs> it's like, I don't, it's like they wanted to make it so like high energy. It felt like they got like all their synths and they're like, you know, the little drum machine and they were like, yep. nope, not enough. Make it 64th notes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like it was just like, we need, <laughs> it's just, they're just pounding on something like Yes, exactly. You don't know how to dance to it or car drum along to it. You're just like, Oof. I gotta take a nap. Yeah, and again, as as is the case with I think most of her songs, I feel like these songs go like seventy percent of the way to making a, like a really good catchy <laughs> pop song, and they it's like they just can't bring it home. Yeah, and this is a good example of of that. I, I will absolutely <laughs> you know? give you that. That that's a good way of putting it because that's kind of what I've written for a lot of these. I'm like, I mean, it's kind of there, but something about it just didn't. Right, something's and that's missing. The way to put it. Something about you. This something about you is when somebody says, "What does a pop album cut from 1990 sound like?" Yes. This. Mm-hmm. It I is agree this. with you. Yeah, it's. I don't know if I liked it as much. It was just like. Well, yeah. I, oh, it's totally forgettable. I'll, I'll give you that. It's it's not as hard pop to me. It's a little dreamier. Which De- I like, definitely yes. But I'm not sure it needs to be, or it should. I don't know what it should sound like, but I don't think it's this. You know, like it's that seventy percent thing. Yes, I'm like it, it's missing something. Something on this isn't right. It's missing a hook. Yeah. Get, okay. Yeah. Maybe.
I would actually kind of say the same missing thing about this one too. Let an angel. Um, we kind of get more toward the the guitar thing happening again here. I'll tell you what, to me, this is the most, like, complete, in general, 90s pop song to me. Like, this sounds like something that would have been on pop radio in, like, 93. Interesting. Like, it's just kind of, I don't know, this one, to me, is the more complete song. It kind of has, like, it's got a nice little bridge. It kind of all comes together in the right way. I'm not sure it's the right sound for her. Yeah. Or what I You know I love, what? I, th- I, think I think that actually is my problem with it. I think you're right. I think, like, it's not the right sound for her, necessarily, but I think it's the more complete... It- song out of all of these of like what would fit on a radio but it probably wouldn't have fit in 1990 okay it would have fit like in 93 when people are kind of like getting a little groovier yeah when when when, like when rock kind of started making a comeback exactly i think it has twinges yeah i think you're i think you're onto something there i I, it's much better than i thought it would be from the title when i saw it because i don't (laughs) and the in the lyrics are stupid yes very yes they are but like you know when everybody's trying to be all new agey and like well, let's get spiritual. Yeah. Like, this fits yeah. that. No thanks Which, by the, the way, 90s. I was you like, can keep that. I was like eight in 93, and I even hated it then. So, yeah, yeah but people liked it. It's Gen X, honestly. I know. I don't know. What is with them? <laughs> honestly. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that this kind of taps into that, like, Amy Grant thing that was going on. Yes. Except, oddly enough, Amy Grant's pop albums were, like, poppier than this. Exactly. Amy Grant... Actually, honestly, 1990 Amy Grant is what Trisha Lee Fisher was trying to do, but Amy Grant like could finish. Amy, well, Amy Grant didn't come along. It was 91. Along. Yeah, Amy yeah, Grant okay. didn't transition to pop until 1991. Yeah, this is all very yeah, baby, this, baby. Yes, But it baby, is. baby finished it all the way. Exactly. They this were is the, hun- it, this is the harbinger for that sound. That yeah. was 110 out of 100. Oh, yes. Baby, baby is a 200% Oh, effort. God. We can't get sick of it. And I just one last I wanted to talk about uh, So Deep, So True. <laughs> so Deep, So True. Uh, this is actually a cover um, done by the group Shades of Lace. Um, <laughs> I can't believe someone did and, this and, song and, first. In fact, in fact, I actually don't know if Shades of Lace did it first because I thought this was on Shades of Lace's first album, which was 87, but it wasn't. It was on their second album, which was 1990. So Ooh. I don't I don't even really know that we can, in good conscience, call either version a cover. I, they may have been simultaneously it released. Was probably, I wonder if it was just some writer wrote it and was giving it out to people I think, and they both happened to... So I think what was happening here is you're at the tail end of the era when radio and the charts are still very segregated. Yep. Where it's like here's here's like black radio and black charts and stuff like that. So some it wasn't unusual to see the same song be run up the R and B charts or you know as they called them the black charts, the black music charts, um, and uh, or um, you know uh, what's I can't think of the radio format, whatever they call the radio format, but radio format that was generally toward, marketed toward black listeners, mm-hmm. um, and to have like the, essentially the same song uh, out at both times. And I, yeah. th- so this may have just been like one of the very, very last examples of that. That's very true. That but might it's, be. it's a nice song. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I didn't really love it. I thought it was very forgettable. And also every time I tried to re-listen to it, 
because it was forgettable. My dog went crazy. Something about this song my dog did not like. She would start barking at stuff. So I there don't you know go. if they have a coded message in it there's or a, some like frequency <laughs> that dogs don't like. There's a specific frequency in like, it that dogs don't like. So if your dog is being annoying, <laughs> turn on Trisha Lee so Fisher's deep. So Deep, So True. <laughs> so it was And they'll weird. act right. It was weird. So uh, Trisha has done music since this, but it's Thank all been <laughs> it's all been like uh, more traditional stuff, including um, recording Feliz Navidad with with her sister and her Feliz mom. Feliz Navidad is a great song. Y'all come back. Uh, off. Hell yeah! I don't care about this version really. Hell yeah! It's a great song. <laughs> I love Feliz Navidad. Who doesn't love Feliz all Navidad? All the best pop everything is honestly Latin music. I've come to realize that later. The catchiest and best pop songs are Latin music. And that's, that's true. why it always catches, including uh, Feliz Navidad. Should we listen to a little clip of Feliz oh, Navidad? Yeah, let's, okay, let's uh, let, let's do that. Here's Trisha and her mom and uh, her sister, Jolie Fisher, singing Feliz Navidad. Didn't realize this intro was so long. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what we, we all asked for. It. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad. I think they all sound pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, it's a Christmas song. It's from, inoffensive. Yeah, it's it's, not, it's a Christmas record from from the '90s. What do you want? It's it's inoffensive. It doesn't require a range. Yeah, um, we're good. I think Everybody it's cool though it. that she works with her family. Oh, you know, yeah. you know, sometimes oh, in famous families you don't see that very much. No. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so what has Trisha Lee been up to since uh, her music career? She was on an episode of Beyond Belief Factor Fiction. Remember that show? Uh, yes. And also, the, uh, you sent me the clip of where she was in it. Oh, yes. And I, I watched the whole thing. Dang it. What a stupid story. Oh, it's story. amazing. She does this great <laughs> thing where she, like, falls off of a tractor and her angry old grandpa is, like, flops out of his wheelchair <laughs> saves her. <laughs> Spoiler, it ended up not being a real story. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it was pretty funny to watch. Yeah. Uh, she also was apparently on something more recently called Beverly Hills Nannies. I just sort of wrote this down and figured that you would know what the hell that was. No, Very I do much. Not. See, I have to rely on you for things like this. Beverly, do you know what Literally, I was on? just like, Beverly Hills Nannies. Oh, Danielle will know what that is. Write it down. Uh, yeah, I don't. And I don't. I'm so disappointed. It's fine. I'm okay with not knowing every single stupid so, yeah, that's, Beverly Hills <laughs> reality show. That's, that's Trisha's most recent credit. Yeah. Beverly she, Hills Nannies. She has a Twitter and she... Is very excited about impeaching Donald Trump. Oh, found good! Out. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, it's all retweets of uh, like people being like, "Trump sucks." So Yay! She, oh, that's, that's great. So she she's does that so a lot. she's cool. That's good. She does that a lot. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, uh, we can tweet this episode at her. Maybe, maybe. Uh, ask, oh yeah. We could at least ask her what Beverly Hills Nannies is. 
Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Maybe we'll post an may update. I, may I stream it? Because I, you know, I'll probably get addicted to it in about half an episode. Trisha, did you ever find the other thirty percent of your songs? <laughs> Let's not say that no, to her. Don't do that. Maybe we shouldn't tweet this at her. We did kind yeah, of make fun of her a little bit. No, we didn't. We were nice. We could have been a lot meaner. You're, we we made fun of the songwriters. You just wait till next episode. We're coming for them. Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. So until that happens, uh, feel free to hop on our website and listen to any of our old episodes. That's offbeattrackscast.com. Yes, and if you would like to tweet us, we are on Twitter, at Offbeat Tracks. Yes, especially if your name is Trisha Lee Fisher. Yes, please tweet us. Please Don't tweet be mad us. at us. Yes. We like you. <laughs> We're so glad you didn't get run over by a tractor. Yes, very glad. <laughs> we are glad your heart held on. <laughs> <laughs> it's as good as gold, I guess. That's right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.